Welcome to the Piano Explored Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Harding. You can expect to connect with piano enthusiasts of all backgrounds, beginner to advanced, and piano teachers who are seasoned and brand new to the profession on our Facebook group and on Instagram at Piano Explored Podcast. The show notes provide all the necessary links to today's episode. Let's jump in. Wait a minute. This is Friday. It's Saturday Eve. And on this magical day, we dive into fundamentals related to piano playing. The video on the YouTube channel is also released to demonstrate the concepts related to this podcast. So in my teaching studio, we often talk about filling up the pianist's toolbox with tools, strategies, and tips to help them become a better teacher and pianist. I divide my toolkit into categories like articulation, pedaling, dynamics, fingering, tempo, practice tips, etc. And each Friday on this podcast, we pull out a tool from the toolkit and inspect it. Today's tool out of the toolkit is staccato. It comes under the bigger category of articulation, of course. One of the main categories of playing the piano happens to be the area of articulation, right? So let's dive into articulation really quickly and talk about it in terms of two macro categories. For this, I turn to the book by the Yale School of Music professor of piano, Boris Berman, and his book, Notes from the Pianist Bench. It's an excellent book, by the way. Link to the book on Amazon in the show notes. Go ahead and get the book. He divides articulation into two types of sounds, in sound and out sound. So what does that mean? Well, for the in sound, you literally go into the keys. You sink into the key bed where the key is at rest in the piano and you use the in sound for articulations that are associated with legato. And you sink into the keys and it's like melting into the keys or going into the piano. And sometimes I get students to think of smushing the keys down. In fact, Joseph Hoffman, the great pianist, said it's like smushing ripe strawberries on the keys. Maybe a more fitting illustration for kids today is smushmallows. Do you know about smushmallows? They're like stuffed animals that are really smushy. They are super soft plush toy and they come in a variety of sizes. And you could get your students to sort of push into those smushmallows. And my wife, when she's teaching concepts of in sound, she's using a rubber pig. 
She's got the rubber pig on the piano right now. And she gets her students to press into the rubber pig with their fingers. So that's like the in sound. But what about the out sound? For the out sound category, you have staccatos and forzandos, for example, and you have accents and you have all the vibrant sound qualities that are part of the piano. That's in the out sound. And you literally come out of the piano. It's a brilliant type of sound that we use and we jump into the keys and jump as quickly, if not faster, out of the keys. So that's staccato playing. Staccato playing is a part of the out sound. It's short. And this is the first step to understanding what staccato is. It's a part of the out sound. It's firmly in that category. So let me describe four tips or four ways to accomplish this movement needed to play staccato. And of course, on our YouTube video, you can see how I accomplish these things. It's it's quite challenging, actually, to describe staccato playing by using words, but it's been a great exercise for me to really concentrate on exactly what happens when you play staccato. So number one, there's spring in the wrist. The wrist literally bounces when you play staccato, and so the wrist needs to be loose. The first joint of the finger needs to be firm. Now, this brings up the fact that I don't know anything about the flat finger approach of some of the great pianists alive today and some of the great historical pianists. I really need to jump in and figure out What's going on with flat finger technique? I have no idea, but for me, the way I play the piano is I play it from the tips, not the very tippy tip of your finger, but the fleshy part of the last joint of your finger. That's the tip for me. And so I use that aspect as the point of contact for my finger. Maybe I'll do a video on what I mean by that a little later on. But the out sound, the staccato, is like touching a hot stove, pretending that the key is like a hot stove. So you go in to the key, and it's like, ouch, ouch, ouch and your wrist literally springs your hand up. Now when you're playing chords, your arm is involved. In fact, I was trying to play staccato with just my fourth finger isolated, my ring finger. It's very difficult to do. It's very difficult to do with just using my fourth finger. And so you have to use your wrist. You have to use your arm. The 
bigger levers that are a part of your piano playing mechanism. You've got to use it all. So there's a spring in the wrist. There's also a little spring in the fingers. And the spring goes into the wrist and into the arm, and it's if it's as if you push off the keys when you're playing chords, for example. And so, the second point that I want to make when we're talking about staccato is that the movement of staccato is when it's isolated, is limited to an up and down motion. But if you are moving to another note, the release is a movement that is in preparation for the next attack. The release is a movement that is in preparation for the next attack. That movement in between attack and release is called time movement. Actually, I should say it this way. The movement that is in between release and attack is called time movement. Let me say that again to be clear. As you can see, I don't edit my mistakes out of this fantastic podcast. The movement in between release and attack is called timed movement in piano pedagogy. So, when we practice staccato passages that are moving up and down the keyboard, we've got to be aware that the release is preparation for the next attack. For the next attack. And that aspect is called time movement. All right. Number three in terms of tips related to staccato. The Older pianists, the golden age of the piano, piano world, like Vladimir Horowitz and all those guys, they would practice their staccato passages legato, and they would pr also practice their legato passages staccato. Did I say that right? They would practice their staccato passages legato, and then they would practice their legato passages, staccato. Let me just handle the aspect about practicing staccato passages, legato. They would do this because, and I do this in my own practicing, okay? I do this because it allows my hand and my body to experience where my hand is on the keyboard in terms of hand position. And I get more comfortable and more confident in a passage when I know that my hand is connected and the staccato movement is eventually gonna be connected to a hand position. I explain this a little bit more clear, I hope, on the video on YouTube. But for the staccato uh, passages, if the movement, again, if the movement is going up and down and you need to prep the release for the next attack, 
you need to see where the hand position is primarily in the first position and then experience that transition into the second position like in the example that I give on YouTube with the Pathetic Sonata. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that in terms of my podcast release right now because, yeah, it's really tough to explain. It's really tough to explain. And on the, on the video related to this podcast episode, episode two, you're going to see how and what I'm talking about. Okay, soft staccatos. Number four, soft staccatos come from the wrist and not so much from the arm. The arm has to float, as it were, and allow the wrist allow the wrist to bounce by itself so that you can play softly and soft staccatos. If you want it more loud and, and the piece requires loud sounds as it relates to staccatos, you gotta involve your arm. You've got to involve the bigger lever in producing that kind of a sound. Okay, so as we kind of close down this episode today, I want you to think about how you would teach staccato to your students, okay? How you would teach staccato to yourself and therefore to your students. This exercise of thinking through staccato and how to talk about it on a podcast has been really fun, has been really fun and really a refining process for me. So you can do this too. You can write down what are the essentials of really good staccato articulation. And the more we understand the why and the how of our articulative practice, whoa, of our articulation, the better we're going to be as pianists and as communicators of this great music. Thank you so much for joining us today on Piano Explored, and I'll talk to you soon.